You are listening to Embrace the Chaos Podcast with your hosts, Ruben and Marina DeAnda from GLB Church. Thank you for joining us as we lean into the joys and chaos of marriage and family life. Hello, it's Ruben and Marina. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for joining us again on another episode of Embrace the Chaos. We are back at it, embracing the chaos of our lives. Again, if you're new to our podcast, uh, we decided to use that title because we wanted to uh, just talk about how life is chaotic when you're married, when you're when you have children, when you have jobs, you're trying to get through life. There's a lot of chaos, and a lot of times it's easier to run away from the chaos instead of running into it and embracing it. And that's kind of what we're we're talking about, riding yeah. the wave, yeah. chaos. So welcome to our beautiful chaos. Yeah. What is your, what's that thing that you bought that says? That's what it says. I'm looking at it right now. What welcome to our beautiful chaos. Oh, nice. It's Marino beautiful. Can you explain what it is? Yeah. It's just a little tile frame that I got at the Target dollar section. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is perfect because it is chaotic in our home and in our lives, but we love it. It's beautiful. We're going to mm-hmm. give it a big hug, snuggle up yep. to it. So we're not perfect. We're not. No. We're not trying to come across like we got this all together. Right. Um, in fact, we are learning as we go, and so we figured, you know, let's use whatever we're learning to send out to as many as want to listen to it. Yeah. And we're going to start off with something we do every episode, which is just a little practical, sort of a tidbit here that uh, is is helping us. We got to come recently. up with like a fun jingle for it. Yeah. But not right now. But not right now. We'll do okay. that later. Tidbit. No. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. All right, go for it. Okay. Well, um, so one of the things that I do that has actually become a bad habit is whenever I'm overwhelmed, stressed, um, or just sitting around here at the house waiting for the kids to finish something. I will uh, get on my phone and it's usually I'll get on my phone and I'll scroll through social media, Facebook, Insta. I love doing my Insta stories. But you do more okay, the wait, candy I'm, crush. Can you wait a second? I'm getting into Let's that. Let's get into that. Let's calm down. <laughs> pump your brakes. Wait a minute. Okay. So that was my next thing. So the other thing that I really get into that I really love and just sort of helps me get into a space where I'm just clearing my head and just mindless nothingness is yes. Candy Crush. Yes, Candy Crush. There it but is. But my newest guilty pleasure is Best Fiends. And it's just this puzzle game and it's just, it's taking up a lot of my energy right now. Cause I'll just find myself getting onto it in different times where I have just moments, but then it just kind of bleeds into everything else. And I was just thinking that it's not good for me to be on this thing all the time, especially when it's in front of my kids. You know, my kids are at school uh, for a majority of the day during the week. And when they get home, it's just go, 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 go. We don't want them on the iPad all the time. We don't want them watching TV all the time or asking for our phones. So this has just become a really bad habit. So um, one thing that I'm working on is just unplugging, turning it off, 
going analog, as they would say. And I'm going to start creating an activity basket for myself. And so, you know, the kids have their toys and games and stuff, but mama needs mama needs an activity basket. So I'm going to pick up things like Sudoku puzzles, word puzzles, you know, those beautiful adult coloring books, um, which actually I'm fine with any old coloring book. I just love to color. And that way it's something that I can sort of just numb out to. But then when I'm around my kids, I'm also present and not stuck to a screen. And then if they want to, you know, jump in and say, Hey, can we do that? Like I can just pass them a crossword puzzle or pass them a coloring book and we can do it together. But this particularly came up for your night, like to go to bed at night. Yes. Right. You're right. But so like, instead of using the phone to calm yourself down right. and to numb out and go to sleep, it's like, let me unplug from the phone or yeah. the laptop and yeah. read or. Well, because uh, yeah, I mean, there's been studies that show that you, if you're trying to go to bed, you should really shut everything screen time off 30 minutes before. Because yeah. otherwise your mind is just racing, exactly. racing, racing. So, so how's that going for you? Well, uh, it's going great. <laughs> Stop it. What about you? Um, I'm going to join you in the, in the, fray, oh, in the chaos, in the fray. In the fray? Yeah. Okay. Meaning like you're going to join me sure. in it? Sure, sure, sure. I'll do some coloring with you. Awesome. All right. We'll do it together. Couples coloring right. session. Yeah. I think the whole idea though is to unplug. Yeah, absolutely. 30 minutes before you go to bed so yeah. you can get, instead of numbing out to TV or whatever. Well, I think, it, yeah. And I think it's actually all day too, because that's just something that we, in our culture, in the society, with our phones, mm -hmm. with our smartphones, it's just really easy and I find myself like when I'm with my kids, just staring at my phone and it's easy to do that. I don't want to do that. And, you know, I'm not being judgmental to people that do do that, but it's just something that I want to mm -hmm. work on. Sounds good. Yeah. That's a little tidbit. Tidbit. I like, you guys. I liked mine better. Anyway. Okay. So we're going to get into some parenting stuff today and share some things that we've learned uh, in parenting um, we have four children. We have an 11-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 5-year-old, and a 3-year-old. And they're all in different points of school and mm -hmm. different, doing different extracurricular activities and all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. So it can get a little crazy here schedule-wise. But uh, the last episode, we talked a little bit about family rhythms and having, you know, what you value determines what you do. So uh, we talked about, you know, as a family, you want to value certain things and that'll determine... Uh, how you uh, establish a, a, a rhythm with time being used with your kids and, and as a family. And so today we want to talk about a little bit more uh, in terms of the family fabric, uh, disciplining your children mm -hmm. and sort of the, the when your kids need to be disciplined or need to get or they get in trouble or there's consequences or whatever the case is. And, you know, we're ministers, so I'm going to go ahead and read a verse in the Bible. Uh, to be able to share with everybody here in Hebrews chapter 12, in verse 11, it says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And this verse is written to adults, Christians, you know. Mm. Uh, we all go through difficult times. We all go through challenging times that may seem painful, but later on produce a righteousness, a harvest of righteousness and peace if we're if we allow ourselves to be trained by it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we're using this verse with our children. Okay, we want to train our kids. We want to train them to be great, functioning uh, citizens of society. And so in that case, there, a lot of things that they're going to learn are in the home. Um, and we get a lot of questions from parents and from families about, um, you know, how much is too much? And when am I being too harsh? Or should I allow my kid to do that? Or should I allow my kid to, to get away with this or whatever? And so we wanted to address that today a little bit. Like mm-hmm. what, what, are, when, what are the things that we've learned when it comes to disciplining our kids? And what are the things that uh, we're continuing to learn in that, especially as our older ones get into their preteen and teenage years mm. uh, here in the time to come? So uh, that's what we're going to get in today. You want to say anything about that? No, let's do it. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. So one of the first things that we want to ask when it comes to disciplining our children is what's important to us? Yeah. What is it? Again, what do we value? What do we want them to learn? Am I going to punish my kid every single time he, you know, throws something or every single time she talks back or what, what is it that we're going to value yeah. uh, when it comes to disciplining and training our children? That will determine then how we uh, apply consequences to our kids. Right. Yeah. And it's also key to, to everything can't be a battle unless you want to constantly just be at war mm-hmm. with your kids. That's just craziness. That's not fun. Uh-uh. And I think uh, we share that because we've learned through some of this that we were starting to pick every, especially our oldest one, or, you know, your first child is always like the guinea pig mm. and you make all your mistakes with the first child. And so, kids. Uh, you know, with, with my oldest, I think we, you know, we got to get her to be good at everything or, or be obedient in every situation right. or whatever. Yeah. And we started realizing some of our disciplining of her became a little too harsh and um and she's a very sweet girl um and we had to learn her we had to learn how to approach her how to apply discipline to her that's going to be effective and train her in her character so yeah. here's here are three or four principles uh that for us for the Deanda family is these are things that are important to us number 1 is obedience especially as they're in their toddler years kindergarten mm-hmm. kind of first second third grade these these are these are foundational years to establish uh, the element that dad and mom are in charge, mm-hmm. and you will obey what we say. Mm-hmm. Not not the third time you hear us, not the fourth time, but the first time we want first time obedience. Mm-hmm. This is a, this was a big one. We would do family devotionals and talk about Noah and the ark and Noah obeying God and how. Noah obeyed God, and that's how we want to be. We want to obey God, and that means we want to obey our parents, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to say anything about obedience, honey? Well, I think the first time obedience is key and huge, but it also takes a lot of training. They're not going to get that naturally, whether you have a good kid, you think you have a good kid, or you think your kid is crazy, they're not going to get that. So it requires a lot, a lot of training. Repetition. Repetition, repeating yourself. You're going to feel like a broken record, but they absolutely need it. 
And another thing too, that we would do early on is, um, you know, we got into the counting thing, you know, one, two, three, and then expect them to do it. Um, but we kind of went away from that cause we just felt like that wasn't first time yeah. obedience. But then there was some big things like, okay, they know, they absolutely know that they should not be doing fill in the blank. Right. And so those are things that we felt like didn't require even a warning. Like mm -hmm. if they did it because they knew not to do it, we had talked about it so much. So then, you know, if they did it, it was okay, well, this is the consequence mm -hmm. then. I think that's a big one that Marina just brought up about the counting. And I know a lot of parents do that. Okay, if I'm the count of three, if I count to five, I want to give you to count to 10 to do this. No, no, no. We want first time obedience. So first time I say it, it's done. It's not like, okay, one, two. No, we're not threatening here. And so this is this is where it requires a lot of work. Yeah. And a lot of repetition. This is where it requires unity between both mom and dad, that we're both unified in our approach to training our children. Uh, to be obedient, especially in their younger years. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we read about in a book uh, by uh, ministers uh, and teachers, uh, Sam and Jerry Lang, they're part of our family of churches, uh, they talked about the idea of disarming disobedience. Mm -hmm. And that's another one, too, where our children, they can get away with things because they're so cute. And so, <laughs> my, you know, I'll tell my daughter, don't touch that. And she'll look at me with the cutest smile and reach out to touch something. <laughs> and what she's doing is she's trying to manipulate me to, oh, she's so cute. Look at her. But in reality, she's disobeying yeah. what I've asked her to do. Yeah. And we had to learn to be careful with that because we had some cute kids. Yeah. So, they're pretty you know, cute. Yeah. Yeah. And your kids are cute, too. I mean, if you have kids... you. Everybody thinks their kid is the cutest kid ever. Yeah, so Yeah. But and, ours really are the cutest kids. Ever. <laughs> but they get away with stuff. Yeah. They manipulate Absolutely. situations. They know since they're young how to get away with stuff. Yeah. So anyway, that's something yeah. that you want to be careful with is yeah. disarming uh disobedience. Yeah. Wait, can I go back to the counting the one, two, three? Because sure. I I've talked to a couple moms where it, it actually benefits their kids in certain situations. And yeah. this is the thing. This is you have to learn your children. And in certain situations, and moms with boys can relate to this, sometimes we have kids that are very active. And when they're playing, when they're outside running around, and we tell them, okay, let's go, sometimes they need, uh, what do you call a it? Runway. A runway. Sometimes they need like, okay, in three minutes, and yeah. they're not always going to understand time, but they understand that the countdown has begun. So sometimes it does work and sometimes it's needed because you can't expect a kid when he's playing outside. And I say he, cause our boy is the most active out of all Non-stop. of our kids. So he needs a runway when we're telling him it's time to put things away. Mm -hmm. It's time to stop. He needs a little bit of a, a warning, buffer, yeah. a little buffer. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to say that because sometimes it is um, called for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. It definitely helps. I'll tell you, you know, we did that Bible story in Noah's Ark. Like that was like almost every week or every time we have a family devotional. And Marina would be like, "Can we? Can you be a little bit more creative with your family <laughs> devotionals?" I don't think I said it like that. <laughs> I That's how it. you heard it. I heard it. All like right, that. Can you all right. Be a little bit more creative with your stuff. Wow. And and I realized I could, but the kids at that time needed almost weekly. 
mm-hmm. a reminder of Noah's ark and how Noah obeyed God. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway, obedience was important to us. It still is important. Yes, to us. absolutely. Um, and so now, what does obedience lead to? The obedience leads to trust. I mean, now my 11 year old, my 10 year old, when they, when we ask them to do something, they know it's for their good. It's not like just do it because I said so. Yeah. Uh, at 11 years old, because I said so, it doesn't really fly anymore. You have to have more conversation. But our daughter's bent is towards obedience because in their foundational years, we worked on this so much. Yeah. Yeah. And obedience actually has changed a lot as the girls have gotten older. Yes. Um, so it's not, it's not like, uh, you know, sort of like that first time anymore. Sometimes it's, it requires a conversation Yeah, and, um, and sternness, like a little bit of a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we've got to be okay with that as they're getting older, it's going to require a little bit more. Um, it's just different type of energy. It's conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, as the kids, as the, as our kids get older, obedience requires more conversation. Yeah. Um, and still a stern tone at times because they're still under our roof. We need to, they, they need to know that there is an authority, which leads me into the second thing that we value. So we value, we talked about what's important to us is, is obedience and that's going to require training and discipline, mm-hmm. uh, disciplining our children. Mm-hmm. The second thing is respect. We want our children, uh, to be respectful to one another, but also to us and to uh, other adults. Uh, little things, say hi to people. You know, we li- we're in a church, We our kids are growing up in a church environment, so people are very friendly and, mm-hmm. you know, we, we hug each other. And uh, there was an element of, you know, sometimes my kids are, not, are just not going to give you a hug. Mm. Uh, so we said, okay, at least give a high five or at least give fist bump or something and well, always look at an adult in the eye. In the eye, always yeah. look in the eye, and that's again, it's just training. It's training. Yeah. It's training. Well, we're also Latinos, so we, you know, expect hugs and kisses to family members. Family members, yes, for sure. But you know, people that they don't know, right. or, or not familiar with, or shy, or or just having a hard time with, right? We have to train them, yeah, uh, and and it's a sign of respect. It's good it manners, well mannered yeah. to to acknowledge somebody's presence, right, in your home. Now, that can also be a, a funny side, not funny, but sort of a disrespectful side to it. One of our daughters had the tendency. Why don't you share about? Yeah, that? so gosh, this kills me, but it's funny at the same time. So when we would have guests come over to the house. And we'd have multiple, we'd have. Yeah, we'd have people coming in and out. Um, we'd like to host people for dinners mm-hmm. and um, we have counseling appointments. So what would happen is people would come over and she would open the door or they'd come in and she'd say something like, what are you doing here? Or <laughs> who are you? And just like a really not nice voice and face. No hello, no yeah. hi, no yeah. thank you. Know, yeah. want, some, want some water? It was just, what are you doing here? So it was like that. It was kind of that disarming disobedience too, because she was a really cute little girl with ringlets and a big smile, but she'd just be straight up rude. Like, what are you doing here? And so we really had to drill down on her and help her. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no consequences to it, but we just had to do a lot of training with her when people come over. Yeah. We say hi. 
We look at them in the eye. We're warm when they're coming to our house. We offer them something we to drink. Offer them, yeah, that's the thing. Or offer them a water. Yeah, or, a beverage. Know, a beverage. Yeah, we ask them how their day is. Yeah. We don't say, why are you here? Yeah. Or who are you? <laughs> <laughs> respect is important. We yes. want our kids to grow up and respect authority. We want them to grow up and expect respect uh, adults, you know, those yeah. are, uh, who are older than them. And, yeah. Well, because it's cute to us. I mean, it was cute. Yeah. To us, but it's not cute to other people. Yeah. It's very disrespectful. It is. It is. Uh, so it's it's just training. Um, the other day we had a situation at school with my son. He got called into the principal's office and because he kicked a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and me saying that's like, oh, man, what, what is my son doing kicking a girl? Yeah. Well, well she pushed him first. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's. Okay. Dive into it. She Let's, pushed him first. Okay. But. But the reason why she pushed him was because him and his friends were chasing her, this girl. And she kept on telling that. And she was playing, but she kept on telling them to stop. She didn't want to right. play anymore. Right. But they still kept on chasing yeah. her. Yeah. So he deserved it. So he deserved <laughs> to be pushed. But I think the thing that we're trying to teach my son, he got consequences that day. Oh, yeah. I mean, he got consequences at the principal's office. I mean, yeah. he didn't get in trouble, but he got, no, no it they, was a conversation. Yeah, they had a really great conversation, and the school counselor was amazing. He called yeah. me, and we talked it through, and yeah. he immediately was remorseful, is what, what's, which is what you want a child to be, yeah. and he cried and apologized. He did. But when we came home, we did have consequences for him. Yes, absolutely. Uh, took away some of his privileges when it comes to electronics and toys. But the thing that we wanted to teach him was when somebody's saying no mm-hmm. or they don't want to play, mm-hmm. that means something. Yeah. We need to respect people's wishes. Yeah. You can't just force your will on somebody else. You need to yeah. respect somebody's wishes. So it was almost like we were more upset about that. Then we were about the fact that she he kicked the girl in right. response to her. Well, that's, uh, that's part of action. it. But yeah, but the but principal, I'm just saying the principal. Yeah, which is why he got extra consequences. Exactly, um, was because that it, that was a huge thing for us is that she said no, and he kept doing it, and so we really, really wanted to drive that home with yeah. him. Yeah, that was a big deal. So anyway, some of these things. Again, we want our we wanted our kids. What's important to Marina and Ruben? What's important to us? Obedience. What's important to us is respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are some things that we've had to work on. And then the last thing I would say is the most important thing to us probably is honesty. Mm. Um, and that's probably the biggest one. It's telling the truth. Yeah. The 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 biggest sin you could commit in our home is to lie. Yeah. And we made a big deal about lying. We and still I'll do. I'll tell you, your kids know how to lie at three and four years old. Oh, yeah. Trust me. They may not understand the word lie, but they, but they know, know they're lying. You know yes. you're lying. So uh, maybe you can share a little <laughs> bit about Bell, that our, our first daughter. Yeah. Uh, our first interaction in terms of lying and how we dealt with that. Yeah. We, well, we decided because we, we, you know, we're uh, blessed enough to attend a lot of parenting conferences in our church. Mm-hmm. And so with all the information that we were getting, we decided that, yes, lying was going to be a big deal and we were going to make it a big deal. And so when our 
our daughter um, at a young age, when we caught her in a lie, mm-hmm. we just went into that. Okay, this is it. Discipline mode. It's going to be big. And so we, we, uh, <laughs> we put her in her room because we wanted to, you know, do a timeout and isolate her a little bit. And we explained to her, we sat down and explained to her what was going to happen. Uh, we didn't want to react out of anger. Um, but we, again, wanted this to hit home and make a big deal with her. So we put her in the room. We took all of her toys out. All of her toys. All she of had her a toys. Lot of toys. She had a lot of toys, you know, toy kitchen, toy yeah. box. Took she's it got, all out. She's got a lot of uncles and an auntie that buy her ev- and grandma and grandpa. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's, so we took all, that's a whole nother Whole nother episode. topic. Okay. We <laughs> took everything out, left her in there. And we're like, you're going to have lunch in here mm-hmm. and you're going to have time out for a while. With no toys, no, nothing yeah. in the room. And then she didn't get TV, yeah. no electronics that day. And so she had to be in her room. I, I would say, I mean, okay, we probably left her in there a little too long, but at the end of the day, it made the point. Yeah. Because... Then it kind of happened again, maybe a week later, but she caught herself. She caught herself in the middle and of the And she lie. immediately started to cry. Yes. And she like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then she like told the truth and confessed and yes. or fessed up. And, um, and there was no consequences because yeah. we saw that it was working in her. Yeah. So again, like we just really made it a big deal that when you lie, there's going to be some serious consequences. Yeah. And I think this is, you know, if you're listening to this, you may think, wow, that's really extreme uh, to do that to your your child. And, you know, it may have been, but we wanted to make the point. Yeah. And we don't want to have extreme punishment every single time. We know she's going to yeah. battle with uh, deceit, you know, and lying, especially as you get older as a teenager and stuff like that. But yeah. we want her to always remember, you know, there's consequence when you lie. Telling the truth will be a minor consequence versus telling a lie yeah. and getting caught in it yeah. will be a major consequence. We'd rather you tell us the truth, even if you get in trouble for telling us the truth, because there are some things that, you know, uh, truth telling will get you in trouble. Well, if you, yeah. You know, if it's something really horrible or whatever, you know? <laughs> okay. Like anyway, what? Like sorry. what? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> but the bottom line is we wanted her to feel it and to understand it. And she did. Yes. And now she is a very. um, Well, she is. She's great because she will come home and immediately tell us stuff that happened at school. What's going on? What's going on? Hiding anything. Yeah. So it it really has worked with with her and the other one, too, as well. Um, And it's funny because I laid I found out later that it takes more um, brain power to look at a blank wall than it does to be on a electronic. So actually putting them in a room with no toys is actually not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. So there. Anyway, the point being what's important to us on honesty, we want our kids to tell the truth. We want our kids to not lie. And that's a huge character trait. We want to train Mm -hmm. our children. So if we they're caught in a lie or there is a a lie, the consequence will be large Mm. so that they will never, so they will won't forget it. Mm-hmm. And we want them to remember the consequence and lean towards telling truth and being honest. Um, now, 
Here's the thing about honest and truth, and it leads me to kind of the bigger principle throughout all this stuff about being about disciplining our children is at the end of the day, we want to preserve relationship. Yeah. We want relationship with our kids. We don't want them to experience an environment in our home where there's constant negativity, constant harshness, and they're walking on eggshells and everything they do is, is they're going to get, you know, disciplined or get in trouble. We want them to experiment. We want them to feel safe and be yeah. secure. Um, but at the end of the day, we really, really want relationship. Yes. And so they will trust us and they will have relationship when we have certain boundaries, certain rhythms, certain uh, things that we care about greatly that we want them to learn and grow in. But if we're going to pick every battle Mm-mm. and punish them for every single thing, then we're losing a battle. And that is the battle for a preserved relationship. My daughter, um, this week, uh, every day I asked her, do you have homework today? Do you have homework today? No, no, I don't have homework. I don't have homework. And then last night, she goes online to do her homework, which that's even a whole other thing that's crazy to me that kids are doing homework online right now. But anyway... She goes online to do homework because she had one homework and she realizes she has three or four days of homework that that were overdue that she did not do Mm -hmm. because she didn't pay attention. She didn't write things down. Mm -hmm. And now she's staying up till 1030 at night Mm. making up all this work. Now, I could have punished her or disciplined her for her lack of responsibility because she is older and she's learning how to do these things on her own. But I decided... You know, she sees she's taking responsibility. She's contrite and she's willing to to deal with the with, with the fact that she's got to stay up late and yeah. do this. So we're going to show some grace here. And she took responsibility. She took responsibility. She made it work. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I think maybe last year or a few months ago, I probably would have punished her for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just just how I am. I'm yeah. I, I'm more into like not into it, but just uh, I want. Consequences are a lot easier than conversations. Well, I think also like on a deeper spiritual level, it is a way that we show God's grace to them. Yeah. This is who God is to us. When we mess up, he shows us a lot of grace. Especially when we take responsibility. Especially when we take responsibility. So anyway, that was a, again, what I'm trying to do there is I'm preserving my relationship with my daughter. I want her to always feel like she can, there will be grace. There will be discipline. But there will also be a lot of grace as well, mm-hmm. um, especially if, she, if she's taking responsibility. So mm-hmm. that's something there. Now, I do want to bring something up that we have a lot of families ask us about, mm-hmm. and that is the area of spanking. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we were a little nervous talking about this because we don't know who's going to hear this. But, you know, we come from a Christian background. We're both ministers. Uh, uh, obviously, our parents... As little kids spanked us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they did. So. Yeah. Although my dad will say now, he, he'll he say, do not do it. Yeah. Because now it's his grandkids. Yeah, exactly. Which exactly. is ridiculous. Exactly. But anyways, love you, daddy. Um, uh, Proverbs 13, 24 says, whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. So this is a proverb is an observation. This is not a, a, a you know, it's, this is not a command. Mm-hmm. This is an observation that the writer is making. Right. Um, and so 
I want to talk about spanking for for just a couple of minutes because I do think it's something that comes up in a lot of conversations. And we, as ministers, we get asked this a lot. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the biggest thing that I that I've learned about spanking is you need to know your child. Yeah, you need to know your child. Spanking doesn't work for every kid, right? And it can actually become uh, overbearing. Yeah, if it's not done well, that's one thing. Second thing is. If you're going to spank, learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, be trained in it. Never do it out of anger. Mm-mm. Always do it in a sense of, hey, this is a way um, that I'm disciplining you. Explain what's happening. Yeah. Um, and make sure it's always followed up with affection and love. But, you know, I, I've heard too many stories of people doing it out of anger or not wanting to do it at all because they're afraid they're going to mess up. Right. Uh, and they're afraid that's going to mess up their kid. Spanking will not mess up your kid if it's done right and yeah. it's done well. Yeah. The observation the scripture gives us here is don't don't spare the rod. Like, mm-hmm. use the rod, but use it wisely. Yeah. Um, we learned early on that one of our kids did not respond to spanking. Yeah. And we had to learn that. Yeah. And the, and the signs were that she got, she got more aggressive, more heated, Mm -hmm. uh, not remorseful as the. And we did it right. We did it right. We were doing it in a, in a fashion that was as loving as we could be and as stern as we could be. Yeah. And it would not, she would not break. Yeah. She would. Definitely not great. <laughs> so we, yeah, we learned that it just wasn't going to work for her. Now with another child, it was immediate. Immediate brokenness. Immediate as brokenness. As soon as the comment yeah. was made, hey, you're going to get a pow pow right now. Yeah. It was immediate brokenness. Yeah. So we had to learn that. What right. What worked for our other daughter was taking things away. Yeah. Isolation. Yeah. These th- kinds of consequences. It's not. Yeah. And again, disciplining, there there needs to be a felt. Yeah. Uh, uh, some pain. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. The scripture says, you know, no discipline is pleasant at the time. It's painful, mm-hmm. but it produces mm-hmm. a harvest of righteousness and peace. Right. Yeah. And I think going back to the not doing that out of anger, I mean, I think a lot of times as parents, we're just, we're tired, we're stressed, we're irritated, we're frustrated. And so when our kid messes up in a big way that requires a discipline, it's just easy to just go for it and in some way take that all out on our kid. And so if you're worried about doing that or you're doing that, you just need to walk away. You just need to take a moment to yourself, let your kid know there's going to be consequences. Um, So it's not like you're forgetting and throwing it out, but just take a little break and get yourself together because it causes a lot more damage yeah. in doing it that way than it yeah. does good. So I know that spanking can be controversial. I know that different people have different opinions on it. I think we're sharing a proverb here, which is an observation that uh, God gives us through his word. And we're sharing our experience with it. I mean, we went away from spanking our one of our children because it wasn't working for her, even though yeah. she was at an age and at an appropriate appropriate age right for uh that type of discipline we just it wasn't working right and so we did something else and so with our other children same thing you learn your child yeah um 
And so anyway, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Uh, we were hesitant to talk about it, but I think it's important to mention because we've learned through the process uh, how to do it. And I think that's a very important issue um, is how to do it and to make sure it's never out of anger mm-hmm. and to always follow it up with a lot of physical affection yeah. and love and explaining um, um and not adding on to it. So it's not like there's a spanking and a timeout. Right. You know, it's not two yeah. punish. It's only one or the other. Right. Um, and then the thing with timeouts we've learned is timeouts only work when they're done in, in an, uh, in, you know, they've got to sit down still, they've got to go to their room. They have to, there's got to be a level of brokenness to release them from the timeout. Yeah. And again, don't put them in the timeout for every single bad thing, you know, yeah. pick and choose the battle. So anyway, hopefully this is helpful to you. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you have any other comments about it. No, no. That was So I think in disciplining our children, the important thing is what's important to you. What's going to be important to, to you as a family? To us, it's obedience, it's respect, it's honesty. Yeah. These are the things that we're trying to train our children with. And at the end of the day, we want to preserve the relationship with each one of them. Mm-hmm. And that's going to lead to less timeouts and probably more conversations as they get older. Uh, and we're totally fine with that. We want yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, we don't, I, our kids are not perfect and they're not the most well-behaved kids I've ever seen in my life. But um, it, we've seen these things that we're talking about. We see them work. And we have enough kids that we totally understand that some things work for some and some don't. So. Exactly. So, yeah. As our little one walks in. Yeah. We're recording right now. We have our youngest walking in here. Maya, do you want to say hi? You want to say hi? Oh, okay. okay. We'll figure that out in a minute. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for joining us today. I hope that this is helpful and we look forward to um, seeing you guys or talking to you guys next month. If you have any questions or comments, please subscribe to our podcast and send us uh, questions through there and we can start a dialogue. That'd be great. Yes. Send us direct message us on our Instagram, GLB Church, or you can um, also get our contact information at glbchurch.com. Thank you so much. Embrace the chaos. Embrace it. Hug it. Enjoy it. Love it. See you next month.